magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I am Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello. Welcome to the show and happy Mercury Direct Day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like I sounded like a Midwestern housewife. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Happy Mercury Direct. No, that turned into some bad Scottish accent. We're still watching um, Chesapeake Shores. (laughs) Listeners of the podcast will know that we watched that during the pandemic, Brett and I. And um, it's it's just more and more does not fail to disappoint. No, does not fail. <laughs> Wait, is that how you say Reliably it? Reliably disappointing. Does not fail to it's entertain. Not, well, no, there's some expression. <laughs> doesn't is that an expression? Doesn't fail to disappoint. No, doesn't. Oh man, there's some expression I can't think of that I'm botching. Anyway. I'll ju- I thought of it because there's, I mean, we love watching it because it's so ridiculous. Like, literally, someone will be in one scene, and then the next scene, they're wearing a different sweater, but everybody else is wearing the same thing. Like, they'll have changed clothes. Like, there's no um, continuity. <laughs> it sounds really great. I, wa- I almost wanted to try it the other day because over oh, this last week, yeah. I was like, Just like, I can't, I just want to rest because I have been still processing a lot of stuff. This Mercury retrograde has been extremely like, let's just go in really deep and just (laughs) like heal and transform a lot of stuff. And so anyway, I was like that, maybe that's what I want to do. But then I remembered I hadn't watched season three of Shrill yet. So I I started on that instead. Yeah. Well, I'll just finish by saying there's a woman, she's supposed an Oscar-winning actress, Laura Dern's mother, Diane oh. Ladd. But she is supposed... I didn't realize until maybe, like, the end of the first season that she was supposed to be Irish. <laughs> because oh. she has... She's supposed to have an Irish accent, but she only throws in an Irish word. Like, every, like, other sentence, one word will have an accent. And then, like, all of a sudden, there'll be a whole sentence that's Irish. And then I was like, wait a minute, is she supposed to be Irish? Anyway, it's very entertaining for those purposes. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds fun. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry you're having a rough go at it. You know what, though? It it. I mean, it is like, it. so listeners, in case you didn't listen last week, I <laughs> cleared a bunch of clutter out of my dad's house. And then it was like a lot of actual tiredness because it was a lot of physical and mental labor. But then, yeah. uh, then there's been a lot of emotional unwinding and actually a lot of deep clarity. So even though I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like and I feel, you know, like the emotional truck hit me or something, but mm. I still really value it. I mean, it is yeah, like the course. other side of the coin with clutter clearing that I'm like, yes. oh, good. You know, this like deep stuff is moving through and I moved all this energy that can't fail to be a positive thing. I do. I really it do value it. Doesn't fail to disappoint. It doesn't fail to <laughs> disappoint. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. but yeah, I do. That is part of what I actually love about clutter clearing too. And I also do really value the feeling of like, because I don't. I'm not always the best at relaxing. 
Um, yeah. In the past, that has been the case. Yes. But when I am so like tired and, um, you know, mm. sort of there's been so much deep emotional stuff happening, then yeah. I'm like, I have to. Yeah. I have to take a bath. I have yeah. to binge watch a show. Yeah. I have to, yeah, and then good. I kind of do like that. Like there is yeah. something really kind of great about that. Well, it's very Pisces, and that's the opposite of you. Your Virgo mm. sun. Yeah. Because I'm a Pisces rising, and that's very much my day to day. Right. I'm all I mean, about. And I that. even took naps, which uh, I never do. Whoa. Yeah. It's oh like, oh, I mean, you know what? I'm tired. I'm going to take a nap. And it felt Whoa. natural. I normally can't even do it. Like, yes. I would try to do it, and I couldn't. But, yeah, stuff wow. like that. So, it's like, it's not like this is bad. It's just, it, it's just, you know, singular. It's Well, it can <laughs> also be bad. I mean, you can feel bad. It's funny because when you talk about it, you always have a smile on your face, but I but there's stuff under it, but it's very yeah. smiley. There's pain. It feels yeah. painful. Like I will say it there has been pain and there yes. has been exhaustion. There has been yes. crying. But I just don't I still feel good about it. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> That's think what that, I mean by it's not yeah. bad. I, they're, I yeah. guess emotions you would call negative, but I feel I feel positive about them. Yeah. It's, well, you have a 12th house moon, you know, which it's, I just actually had an astrology reading with Nate. I, well, on, on um, Instagram, he's Nate Chi, Nate underscore QI. Love him. His real name is Jonathan Coe. We've had him on the show before. He's great. Uh, I love him. He's, uh, and his readings are very intuitive. Like he feels into it. Um, but what he told me yesterday that I never realized before is my son is in the 12th house. So the 12th house is like a house. They call it one of the hidden houses. It's like the underneath looking at the unconscious it's also a psychic house and it's like but it's like really like being under it dealing with the underbelly of things mm-hmm. and also death is part of it death and loss and he was saying people with the sun in that house are comfortable like wherever your son is whichever house your son is in you're comfortable in that area mm. like it feels good and your son is just barely in the ninth house and so it's on the cusp of the eighth house which is another you know looking at the unconscious looking at the stuff and your moon's in the 12th so that's another it's like makes sense that you feel um like the moon is also a luminary so that you feel like oh I like it like even Mm -hmm. though it's painful like I'm I'm into this exploration yeah and it feels like oh this is it this is like yeah. this is, I'm doing it. I'm living yeah. as a human being, yeah. feeling yeah. all the feelings. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's I also you just said feeling all the feelings. You know, I had a client the other day that inspired. Like I wrote this post about it because I I think this is an important part about feeling the feelings is you can feel sometimes she's like I feel all the feelings <laughs> you know and you could tell she's just like you know understandably tired of like. why isn't this feeling better you know but there's a difference between merging with the feeling and having and i.e merging with the wounded child part or you know the critic part and feeling centered in compassion for yourself while you feel the feelings like you would if you what were you gonna say oh yeah just like moving through 
Like that's a difference between being like, yeah. oh, this is me. Like, I'm, yeah, this is now. This is my reality. I yes. am sad. Not I'm feeling sad. Yeah, but I am sad. Yeah. yeah, and even I'm feeling sad, but like, oh, I also feel like, oh, like if you were with a little kid who, you know, because you are, you're with probably not just you, but I'm just saying like this person too was like with their wounded child part, and it's like if you had a little wounded you know hurt little child you'd be like oh come here so it's that feeling of like being supported while you're feeling those feelings totally that is how it moves because you know (laughs) okay i just want to say like all of our different parts those wounded child parts etc they just want to be seen really and all of us just want to be seen you know like when we're feeling bad um Without going, I'm not going to say any details, but like when you were saying you were upset and Ted was like, oh, yeah, and that made you feel good because you were seen. Yeah. 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 And you know that feeling, the opposite feeling when someone doesn't get it and you're just like, ugh. They don't get it. <laughs> like uh-huh. it makes you feel worse. But when you feel you feel seen, it's like oh, then it can move. And it's yeah. even in my experience, even more powerful when you see yourself. Yeah. Because then it's just like. That's the alchemy. That's when things really move right. and shift. Right. Yes. Totally. Uh-oh. And hold on. My headphones keep coming out the cord. Oh. No, I think you're back. Um, yeah, that's really interesting to me about that. That's native to me that you're saying because of my placements, because that also reminds me of how I love spending time at the funeral chapel, my right. dad's work. Yeah. And how I love Scorpios. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. you're on the cusp. So it would be. Interesting. Yeah, I really recommend Jonathan. You know, I've had a lot of astrology readings and um, I just, I don't know. I just love him. and He's so inspiring. Oh, he's just, oh, they, sorry, they used the pronouns. I I forget. But um, yeah, anyway. So what about you? Oh, should I say what cards we drew last week? And then we can check in with you since we've been just talking about me. So last week I drew um, from the Magic of Flowers Oracle Yarrow, which is protective shield. And it was, I really got the message. It was Mm. like letting go of uh, things that drain you, sort of protecting your energy intuitively. (sighs) And then you drew from your new astrology deck trying Trying. oh yeah Yeah. that was feeling really supported feeling Mm -hmm. supported by like angels and feeling just having that support of like yeah to come into harmony that's right yeah yeah well I have been releasing a lot (laughs) it's always all I'm releasing a lot oh yeah 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 I mean I won't go too far into detail I'll talk more in the energy report too but um and also we know I have some good news I don't want to say too much I'm not going to say too much about it till but it feels pretty solid that I have a book deal for my um inner child healing book so there are a couple people interested and I'm just I did I'm like super happy with this deal yeah Yeah, so So exciting very exciting it won't come out until spring of 2023 so it'll be a while but that was very happy good news for me so that's that now shall we talk about other things (laughs) yeah let's segue how about if we let's do that segue thing okay oh (laughs) we should do we should have a um a new um What's it called? Music in, um, 
interval? Is that what it like is? Like a jingle that says segue? Yeah. Segue. What did you just say, though? Let's do that let's segue. Let's do the segue yeah, thing. Let's do that segue. <laughs> <laughs> we totally need that. Yeah. Especially, oh. it's really just for this one where we do our little app. Yeah, this is always the awkward segue. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, yeah, maybe, so that, maybe the song could more. be Awkward Segway. <laughs> <laughs> awkward Segway. Let's do. Okay. So you go first. Um, okay, so very soon my new planner is coming out, the one that I do every year with my friend Jennifer Joy. So exciting. And this is, I know, 2022, wow. your most magical year yet planner. So it's it's a planner, but also has moon signs, Mercury direct, Mercury retrograde, Mercury direct, and then spell ideas for every month and so ideas for tuning in to the magic of each month. Also journaling pages, coloring pages. You don't it's want really any other planner. This is a great one. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So that. So keep an eye out. I'm thinking next week or two it'll be available. Well, great. I was... Um going to say well I was trying to decide I got a really sweet testimonial it was so nice oh you gonna read it well I I was trying to decide but I think maybe I'll read it next time I just you know what I love everybody that comes to me (laughs) they're just it feels so I just really love them um but I'm gonna say that I am developing my energy healing class I worked on it a lot this week and I'm thinking now that it needs to be I was trying I realized I was trying to pack so much in I was like I have to tell them everything (laughs) but then I was like I think it's maybe a little too much at once so I may be doing two levels um so sign up for the wait list for that. Not sure when it's going to happen. I'm hoping soonish, but we'll see. I don't want to put myself in a box. <laughs> but keep an eye out. Yeah, keep an eye out. You can go to my uh, website, highestlighthealing.com and sign up for the wait list on there. Uh, and we would love for you to review us if you, uh, wherever you listen, but we prefer Apple Podcasts, right? Is that true? I think... I don't know. Or Spotify. Follow us on Spotify. You can't um, you can't review us on there, I don't think. But you can follow us, and that helps people find us. If you review us on Apple Podcasts, yeah, it helps people find us. And we want to be found. Yeah, we, we do. We may have a lot of 12th and 8th house placements, but we want to be found. At the same time. We are yeah, human. We want to be seen. Right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, and we love our your reviews, too. We love... Oh, oh my gosh, just, do you remember that last review? Shoot, I sent it to you. I was going to read it, but I think. Yeah, it was really great. Will you talk more about, yeah, so just you can review us where, just everywhere, and we appreciate (laughs) it. I'm trying to find the review, and I can't find it. Oh, well. Um, Um, We'll read it next time. We will read, if you want us to read it, you should leave it. That's that's my motto. If you want us to read it, you should leave it. There you go. It rhymes. It'll stick <laughs> in your of. head. You won't be able to <laughs> resist. Although I should say we have not read all the reviews. There's oh. quite a few. We're very grateful. And we haven't read them all. If you want but us need to more. possibly read it, then leave it. We would love more. Yes, yeah, they are great. helpful. Yeah. 
Always uh, helpful. And if you would like to ask us a question, you can call us at 828-333-7181. That was a little different that time. 828-333-7181. And next week, I think maybe possibly the next two weeks, we are guest free on purpose. We we just kind of, I think it's next two weeks. It's just one week. Ah. Okay. But then we we are planning though once once the guests we have on our calendar now, sure? yeah. what I don't think we have someone on the twenty ninth, do we? Yeah, oh. we do. Okay, okay, yeah. We're trying to space it out so we can have some in the future, food. not mm-hmm. for a little bit, but in mm-hmm. the future we're thinking we'll do every other week we'll have a guest. Yeah. Tell us how you feel about that. Do you like that? Would you do you not want to hear us talk so much? Do you want less guests? I don't know. I want to know. Yeah, totally. Uh, how do you uh, feel about uh, that choice? Want to know. Oh, that was off key. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> we are not going to answer questions this week, but we will next week. You can also go to our website, magicmondaypodcast.com, and click on Ask a Questioni. And that is also where you can sign up for our newsletter, Oh yeah, which is something I send out every Monday when there's a new episode. And I put pictures of the cards we drew and links to the Oracle decks and talk about our guest. And mm-hmm. um, and it then Natasha happens. once a month sends out a sort of wrap up of the guests we had each month. Yeah. I just realized I need to write that on my calendar of when I'm doing that next. Um, but yes, I do that. And sometimes I ask, you know, for feedback because I like to receive it. We both do. Let's be honest. Yeah, um, we do. We love it. Oh, oh, never mind. I was going to keep promoting, but um, we do that at the end. Okay. So. Okay. So now we are going to talk to our guest, Miriam. Balu Subramanian is an Ayurvedic health coach with a specialization in digestion, women's health, and Ayurvedic nutrition. Ayurveda is a 5,000-year-old ancient science from India. It teaches us how to optimize our health by learning to read our body like a book and fixing imbalances through living in harmony with the cycles and laws of nature. Ayurveda ensures that the body becomes the optimal container for our soul so the soul can realize its highest purpose. Miriam's passion is to show you how small, simple habit shifts can add up to big, positive changes in your health, leading to high energy, deep rest, and a life lived with purpose. Here's that interview with Miriam. Miriam, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. We're so glad to have you. So maybe you could start by talking about just giving us and our listeners an overview of Ayurveda and how you came to it, maybe, or just what it is. Right. Thank you so much once again um, for having me here. I there's nothing that you know lights my soul up more than talking about Ayurveda and bringing this knowledge to others. So um, this opportunity is just so deeply appreciated. Oh, nice. So we'll start with some of the origins of Ayurveda. Ayurveda is made up of two words: Ayur meaning life, and Veda meaning the science or the knowledge of life. Mm-hmm. And it comes from ancient India, and it's a five thousand year old medical system. 
So when you look at all medical systems in the world, this is the most ancient medical system. So, um, you know, for perspective, um, it's my understanding that, you know, the TCM Chinese medicine is about 3000 years old. And, um, you know, 5,000 years ago, of course, we didn't have like city scans, x-ray machines. So when you would go to a doctor, the way your health, you know, on a preventative level was looked at was basically through the outside. Mm -hmm. So Ayurveda is a perfect manual for how do you read your body like a book. So for example, you know, looking at the tongue and seeing what's going on, looking at the skin, looking at the luster, you know, in your eye. And those are the, you know, both the subtle and then also some signs that tell you, okay, this person, you know, you can, some people will just, you know, specialize in, let's say, pulse, take a person's pulse and say, oh, you have these medical things to look at. Or some people will take a look at the face and say, this is what needs to be looked at. So just a really handy tool on a preventative level. So that's the first part of Ayurveda. The second part of it, Ayurveda is, you know, a, it's what we would consider like being in alignment with the laws of nature. Mm. So what does that mean? So Ayurveda would say there are five elements, you know, very similar to, you know, what I've learned um, from you as well. You've got um, space, air, fire, water, and earth. And every person and everything in the universe is made up of those five elements. So in Mm. the human body, the way that manifests is like, you know, we've got the space element, which are like, let's say the cavities, you know, the maybe perhaps a hole in the ear or the nose, that's the space element. Then we've got an air element, which is all the circulation that happens, the movement of the limb, that's all the movement is governed by the air element. Um, Then comes the fire element, which is our hormones and our metabolic processes. The water element is, you know, things like all the liquids in the water and also uh, fat um, in our body. Yeah, you know, the emotions, that's where the emotions are stored. Mm. So that's the water element. And then the earth element would be the building blocks, so our cell membranes, you know, most of our organs. So let's say, you know, if you even look at things around us, you know, I have a, we have a computer that has a lot of the earth element in it, you know. Um, so the space element is that potential energy, then it becomes, you know, kinetic energy. So really that, that's how we kind of see it in that um, realm as well. And then when you take these five elements of nature and you look at it in a person, so when you, uh, you know, there are all these five elements in all of us, but in different ratios. And then what happens is, you know, based on how, you know, we're born and the experiences that we have in our life, including the environmental influences, those elements start changing. So you may be born with an air element, meaning just being very bony, but then over, you know, over time, perhaps live in, you know, an environment that gives you a lot of moisture. So you may have an increase in air element and things like that. Mm -hmm. And what Ayurveda would say is that your soul chose your body with the limitations that it has to perform its life purpose and put those guardrails around that so you realize your life purpose. Mm. And Ayurveda, it doesn't say like, you know, health is the end goal. Ayurveda says health is just the starting point. Mm. You want to be healthy so you can enjoy life. You know, Mm. just like you don't want to be good at meditation to be good at meditation. You want to be good at meditation to be good at life. So Mm. being in a healthy body gives you the greatest experience, you know, for your soul and for your life. I love that. I know. So interesting. So uh, 
I, maybe you could talk. I just find Ayurveda so fascinating with the doshas. I think our yes. listeners might find that interesting too. So from what I understand, there are three doshas. These are like types of ways that elements, um, predominate in your body, right? So there's Vata, Pitta, and Kapha. Is that right? Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Music to I've my ears. I've always been curious about that. Cause I feel like when I'm like, yeah, I don't know when I am and I, I don't know, maybe you can help our listeners with like, if there's a good place to go for a quiz or something. Yeah. Or also describe, cause I just like, I, once I learned about this, then I started kind of just naturally noticing like, mm-hmm. oh, it looks like, like, I think I'm this. And then I can kind of notice, I think this person, you can see like the rich, deep, um, or really like thick, shiny hair is kapha, right? Yes, Different yes. kinds of ways that it manifests. So maybe you could give us an an overview of each of the doshas. Yeah. Wonderful. So, um, you know, to start with the doshas, we almost go back to the five elements in nature, right? So for example, you know, it all starts with the space element. So, you know, we, so the way, you know, the laws of the nature unfold is wherever there's space, air will come and sort of start to to fill that space. That's sort of how things work. And that brings us to our first dosha, which is called the Vata dosha, which is predominantly the air element that we have. And the way you would see a person, you know, if you're, you know, a, a person whose constitution is Vata, and we'll get a minute on how you can find out for you. You really know yourself as like just somebody who's a real, you know, a very dominant bone structure. Um, mm-hmm. And also like air, air is moving a lot, right? Those people are the ones that when you look at them, it's hard for them to like be still because they have a lot of air in them. And, you know, their eyes are moving, their air is mo- moving. And also just dryness, air dries us out. So a person who's just mm-hmm. really dry as well, that's the air element. Now, Ayurveda would also say that as a person ages, um, you know, in their in the last phase of their life, the old age, they automatically everybody almost becomes that air element because, you know, life is that, you know, you go from like the water element, you know, in the womb, the moisture dries out to the end, um, you know, that, that you have the water. So almost anybody in that uh, phase of life, you would consider them regardless of how they've been, even though, you know, they may have been kapha or pitta, you just have a very strong air influence. But for the, for the rest of us, this can be like, I personally am a vata. I've had a very, you know, strong air influence in my life. So, and then those people have very irregular, you know, things like irregular. So when I look at their body, you know, perhaps, you know, the, the face might not be symmetrical, and, but remember, we all have all five of them. So my, for example, my hair could be perfectly kappa, but most of my body, you know, has that air qualities in it. And the mm. way I like to think about it, think of like, you know, all those elements in you as elements and you take a helicopter, fly high up, you'll see, you'll see some air, you know, you'll see some air. What, what is the one thing that stands out the most? Mm. And I do get a lot of confusions on that. Uh, you know, people, yeah. I'm, you know, I will tell somebody, you know, based on what I'm seeing, I see a lot of water in you, but like, yeah, but I have this pitta and they're absolutely right. The eyes might be perfectly pitta or the ears might be perfectly kapha, but overall the what dominates is water. Now you could have two element dominates too. And I think that's where some of the confusion um, comes in, but mm-hmm. also like in, you know, my, one of my teachers, uh, Tracy Webb, I think put, puts it the best. She just says size small your vata if you're size small because oh. they have a really hard time putting on weight and they're they're considered what we would consider deficient right mm. so they're deficient in nutrients because they can only absorb so much um, you know they, they they're dehydrated and that's their archetype 
Then comes the next element, uh, which is the element of fire. Now, the element of fire itself will burn anything up. So to mm. keep fire under control, you'd want um, a little bit of the water there. So fire and a little bit of water makes up the pitta dosha. Mm. And uh, pitta, you know, just from the seeing from the fire, you can, you know, somebody who is, let's say, you know, a redhead, you know, they are, they're pitta. That's like, you know, one of those freckled redheads, you mm. know, skin um, that's, that's prone to, you know, breakouts. So that's all hormones and you know the heat energy interplaying or even the skin problems right a lot of them are like like you know things like you know things goes red the the quintessential sign that you know someone's better is like they turn red red in the sun very very sensitive to the sun because they have a fire inside them they go in the sun they 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 have a sensitivity to light as well and some of the and we didn't talk about that in the vata there's also like a personality characteristics that go with that for example, Vata, maybe somebody would speak fast because that's just air, right? But they would also be very creative because they can tune into that space element of infinite potential and then, you know, can be creative um, with that. And obviously out of balance, they would be, you know, prone to anxiety. Fire element, you know, when in balance is about leadership and ambition and influence because that's the fire in them. But once again, when out of balance, they can be more, you know, prone towards things like jealousy or just anger um you know one of the ways you know you are a pitta and i find that to be very true is um if you you know if you have a pitta in your life and you don't you know they don't eat food on time they will eat somebody around them so <laughs> that's that's one of those those, those signs i'm like okay you're, you're definitely a pitta but they're <laughs> also like you know teacher will ask a question the first to always answer the question they are they are just you know overly competitive and they're perfectionist and once again those tendencies can then often from that as well and then um so that's the the you know the pitta archetype and uh, then i will also say before i move on just the way things are on the planet the vata and pitta those archetypes are just even the person may be kappa because there's just so much anxiety going on and so much of that competitive spirit um you know that's going on those two just people automatically like the world is sort of going towards, you know, that, 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 that trend, in, regardless of how you're born. The next archetype, we call uh, Pitta primarily like the man, right? The divine father or like the masculine archetype. Vata can be either, but for the most part, we also consider that in that masculine room. Next one is Kapha. So that's, uh, that's, you know, the element of earth and the element of water. And that's because, you know, um, and water has that affinity for life. Right. So basically, you know, to basically for life to exist, that water element has to be there. So we all have to have kapha. And I think the difference between a living person and non-living person is water. And uh, and also like water, you know, stores the emotion. So when you see, oh, also, I didn't say that when you see a pit up person, their bodies are very symmetrical as well. They have lean muscle. They have everything, just not excess of, of much. Right, so you lean muscle, a very symmetrical um, skeletal structure. You know, lean fat. I mean, you can everybody have abdominal fat? Yes, but you're looking at just that high level view of a person. Next would be kapha, and um, a kapha archetype would be somebody you know who's got either a prevalence of more of the earth element, so very like you know those thick muscles, or the water element, which is more the fat tissue, right? Mm-hmm. That prevails that. And a person, um, you know, who's, and they're oftentimes will be considered like the shy, shy ones. 
and those um, and also the earth element gives you a lot of sturdiness so they don't like to change uh, very much they have that they, their structure just like like a brick and a rock right they're they're built in they don't like to you know, change their home very much they don't like to change their job very much they go to the same like restaurant places um, the water element really shows up as that emotion, that deep, deep compassion um, that, that and, and while anybody can have that, but water is truly where it's all absorbed. Uh, even those people, when they're in balance, they're once again are, are, you know, extremely deeply compassionate and out of balance, you know, that can also absorb a lot of like negative energy, depression, and those people might be prone to a little bit of, you know, like laziness even. Right, because the fire element, you know, out of balance would be like overwork versus the uh, cup element would be something that they would almost be like, like not move very much, right? Become more stable. Like, like stuckness. Stuckness, exactly. And air would become hyperactive. So that's like my version of like the both the personality types and the physical of each dosha. Yeah. So then if someone comes to you and you know you determine their type then how what do you do you like is there a certain diet with each yes. type or yeah and yeah go ahead and that, go ahead yes. I was just gonna say like certain activities that it's a mm-hmm. kind of I'm sensing it as a alchemy that you become aware of the unique balance of elements and then there are certain things that help balance whatever needs to come into mm-hmm. balance that's perfect. And that's also the beauty of it that like you could have a, a person, you know, who's very kapha come to you, but they may be having anxiety, which is like something like an air element or, mm-hmm. you know, something like acid reflux, which by the very sound of it is like a very fire element, right? Acid, uh-huh. you know, excess of acid um, coming up and things like that. So the way that, you know, typically what works is like somebody would, you know, come in for an Ayurveda consultation, we must always remember that end of the day, the, the aim that we are going for is that to basically optimize your quality of life. So then the body is like the container for the soul. So when the body is at the best, the soul will perform its life purpose at its highest. And that I think is really should be on the forefront of it. And when you think about, you know, what are the steps towards it? That's exactly, you know, what uh, what you you both had suggested. So that that's pretty amazing. So for example, a person may come to me and say, oh, can you help me? Let's say with um, high blood pressure. Or can you help me with the cholesterol? Or sometimes it's just like, oh, I just have low energy, you know, those general symptoms um, that we have. So oftentimes we, we start with that. So I know that, okay, what is it that the person's trying to work at? And then I do a full assessment of their constitution. So I understand what their symptoms are and what they're eating. So that's the second part of it. And I also ask them, tell me what your daily routine looks like. So I understand um, those three components, what their physical makeup is and what their personality is, what their diet is, because their imbalances are a result of one or more of those categories. Either they're just born with it and we can still work with that or it's, you know, their constitution is fine, but their diet is off or their lifestyle is off. Uh, what we see more often than not is obviously, you know, the diet is off, but the lifestyle um, more recently has just been a really, really big factor uh, you know, in people's um, health being off over here. And even though they come for a chief symptom to us, we kind of have to take do a root cause analysis of what came first. Perhaps, you know, even before the cholesterol happened, the liver was being overstressed. 
why were the liver overseas? Perhaps with the quality of the fat that they were having that the liver was not able to digest it. And then why were they doing that is because their lifestyle. So we kind of almost do a root cause analysis step-by-step step of how it got there. And then we go all the way to step one. We say, okay, this is how it started. Let's work on what would be the most bite-sized um, advice for you. Now, for some, some people, that's diet. And for some people, it's lifestyle. Now, a lot of people also come to me and say, hey, can you just give me that perfect herb so my high blood pressure goes away? And it depends on the situation. But my answer is for the most part, like, you know, yes, but if you take an herb, which, you know, we're, we're as Ayurveda uh, practitioners qualified to do, and it may expedite it, but that does not always take care of the root cause, right? Mm -hmm. The root cause is more in the way you're living your life in what you're eating. So mm -hmm. we really counsel them and work with them to, to look at those factors first. So let's take a walkthrough of Vata Pira Kapha. What are some of the symptoms that might be in one of the things that we could do? So for example, assuming somebody has a Vata imbalance, so I have to understand where that balance is located. It could be in the mind, right? It's anxiety, that's, that's an example or it could be in the joints as arthritis. Mm. So it's really a, you know, a, an understanding or it could be in the colon as constipation, mm. right? And depending on where they are, uh, you know, that treatment might uh, differ or the diagnosis. We don't even call it treatment because we're not licensed medical professional. We just call mm -hmm. it our recommendations to um, work with that might differ. But for the first, for the most part, I'm gonna speak very high level. A person who is more vata, what they really need in their body are just good quality oils. They need lubrication. Mm -hmm. And uh, some, a lot of times, you know, we, we may use different foods that have more of an affinity for one organ over the other, but we are really giving them demulcent food. So for example, and cooked foods because the body is cold. So we uh, cook foods as we enter them. So cooked foods, soups, easy to digest foods, warm apples for breakfast, oatmeal for breakfast, because that's more of the demulcent quality. Mm -hmm. And that, those are the, the way we kind of counteract the air and also spices that are warming and you know, help with circulation because those people often have cold hands, cold feet. So mm -hmm. we, we work with that. And on the lifestyle level, we really work on their routine. The number one way you control air, if you actually can, is actually by having a, a routine, the same routine day after day. Mm -hmm. And Ayurveda is also very prescriptive on the time of the day, what activities are better suited to the other. Mm -hmm. For example, like, you know, exercise isn't, you know, best suited for the early hours of the morning. And there's, there's always a lot of scientific explanation behind that. In fact, the circadian rhythm, which is sort of what Ayurveda is based on, actually won the, the Nobel Prize uh, back in 2017 as well. So it, 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 it's really good to know we can even uh, you know, talk about science with all that. So we work with them on a routine. We work with them on warming and we call it demulcent food, which is really a way to say, you know, just things that are like oh, oh, the oatmeal-like quality. Then we've got if somebody might have, you know, like a fire element or a fire imbalance over here. So oftentimes the body is very acidic. And even you could, you know, honestly, these days, a lot of people have inflammation in their body. So that that's always a good starting point for, you know, any diet to be. But that's so we kind of tackle it more with like an alkaline diet. So having more warmed cooked vegetables. Mm -hmm. So Ayurveda has another really interesting part, which, which I think sold me to it. It's not just, um, you know, the foods that you eat, but how well your body can digest it. That to me was truly the missing factor. So for example, like kale, if you eat it raw, it's very hard on the body to digest, hard on the liver, even though it has so many nutrients, mm -hmm. but you saute that, you know, in a teaspoon of ghee and, you know, the right spices for the right person. So water will have, 
you know, uh, different spices, they may have more of the cumin, while, you know, pita may have more of the coriander. And when you cook that with those spices, they become more digestible for your body. So that's another level of modification that we make. And cooking it, while it takes some nutrients away, it pre-digests the food. So almost whatever nutrients left absorbs in the body really easily mm. over here. So we kind of really work on that alkaline um, diet for them. And I really call it pripita now. That's just the, the word for them. So really taking out anything that's inflammatory, like nightshades, um, bell peppers, eggplant, away from, tomatoes away from their diet and focusing on that. And even when they're eating, you know, um, you know, things like, meat, which might be more acidic, understanding is it digested well and is it balanced well? That's the key. Because also a lot of their body is like prone to, um, you know, like basically burning a little bit. So having demulcent foods or uh, even, um, you know, if they're open to dairy because dairy does form like a mucus lining, while it may not digest for some, it is, can be considered very, very healing for the, the fire element as well. So, uh, so that's, some examples in terms of lifestyle, they're very competitive. So we always recommend them to be less competitive in the sense that, you know, do, you know, do everything like a little bit less than perfect, like have fun. The number one um, recommendation that we give a fire element is to have fun, have a daily vacation. We challenge them. You're not going to, you know, you, you're not going to get sick. Out of curiosity, yeah. do you know what we are, which element we are? I'm vodka, Tess, right? Yes. Yes is like, you know, um, so I, I do have a very good idea of like Tessa's personality. Um, Tess, right. Tess would be vodka. Now, with that being said, she could have a pitta or a kapha imbalance, but Vata is sort of her default. And if she keeps her Vata under control, uh, you know, she would, that, that I think would be a, a good starting point for you. Mm-hmm. Natasha, you are appearing to, so you, um, your voice, your voice actually has a lot of kapha in it. So because I'm oh. just going with what I know. Mm-hmm. So there's that, uh, because when, when it comes out, see the way I am speaking and the way yes, you are speaking, yeah, like yes. I'm speaking in that fast manner. <laughs> yeah. And you are speaking in that slow and steady manner. That's, yeah. that's very kapha flowing. Mm-hmm. But I also see, you know, your hair and things I do see. And, and I do see more kapha in you, but I kind of looking at you, I... I'm also sensing pitta in there, so I would I would go with a kapha dominance with a secondary pitta for you. That's what I was guessing. Hot or cold? What's that? You run hot or cold? Um. Well, I. uh, Good question. I don't think I don't know. I mean, I do sometimes have cold feet, but that's that's more kapha. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of how we, you know, and, and just, just, I mean, I'm just going by um, looking at you um, over here. Yeah, um, yeah. And also like the, uh, you know, just also listening to your podcast, you know, in, in your voice, I, I think that's a good one to go with you. But oh, obviously, you know, once we can do more, um, you know, and pulse is another really good way to find out someone's. Um, uh, as well. How do you see people like during COVID, like, like you can't take their pulse, right? Yes. Pulse is one of the ways, and it's 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 a very subtle way. But we, I will basically have them, um, you know, send me a picture of their body profile. So that would give me the biggest clue. Um, oh, a picture okay. of their like childhood uh, profile. Sometimes, if I am, you know, if it gets more complicated, because uh-huh. your body doesn't change so much by eight or nine from what you're born. So that tells me an idea of your default very well. Yeah, because really I was bo- actually, I was just gonna say, I was always very thin, which isn't very kapha, right? Like I was always very. Yeah. 
that that's and and that's that's and that's exactly why we would do that so actually a lot of that if you truly are vata would show up when i will also ask you for a quick picture of your tongue which to me is one that i work with a lot I uh, see. understanding also the shape and size right so if you're a vata like we start with literally the hair i ask how much you know how much how frizzy your hair is that's another vata how long has it been frizzy you know, just looking at even your like, like your hair, you know, looking at your hair, eyebrows, eyes, all of them are actually quite, um, quite copper to me. So oh, um, I would have thought it more... wasn't because of the because I do get hot, like I get red, That's like the pitta part. Yeah. The, yeah. But yeah, the richness of your skin and like how you mm. can take naps. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nap is like so kapha. Uh-huh. Uh, well, then kapha. if we go by naps alone, I'm definitely. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Here, but I just love how Ayurveda, how I get the sense that it is, I mean, it is a form of alchemy, but I just love stuff like, because feng shui is like that in the way of like, when you learn it as a whole, then it becomes like a language where you can go, oh, this is speaking to me and this is speaking, and all of those things go together to form this message of how you can come into greater balance. And that, I love that stuff. And because I know not only is it how your body is showing up at this time of your life, it's also where you are. Like there's like, I live in the mountains. So like high elevation, so extra vata there for me to balance out, you know, just being aware of that and, and what time of year it is, right? Like the fall is vata, is that right? And the summer is is pitta. Yeah. Yeah. uh, What I really love is this idea of when your body's aligned, then your soul can fulfill its purpose. That's really, and I'm noticing that because I stopped eating sugar a couple of weeks ago, um, because my sleep was off and I wanted to see if it affected it. But the main thing that I've been enjoying about it, which is the only reason I've kept it up (laughs) is that I feel like I'm more in tune. Like I notice when my body feels tense, when I do didn't used to notice it before yeah, and I feel it, like it's related uh, that you are 100% in fact it is the season has actually a very dominant Ayurveda says your routine in the summer is very different than your routine in the winter mm. and that's how you align your body you know with the nature and then that gives your body that perfect like environment um, if you will in fact a very easy thing to do if you don't know what your dosha is you do you know if all those things are more of a confusion to you the way I always tell people to start is the whole day is a whole year, is a whole life. Now, what do I mean by that? So, you know, the early hours of the morning, um, not even, you're not even talking dawn, just a little bit before dawn. That's like, you know, in Ayurveda, very sacred time. So think of, you know, we think of a person as if you're like in the womb, you know, so if you wake up at that time and you let's say do things like meditation or intention setting for the day, you can change your trajectory for the day because you're in the womb. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. Brings me so much joy. <laughs> then comes the morning, right? So the sun is rising. It's like an infant that's coming to the world. What do you do with an infant that, that was given to you? You put a towel around it, warm it, nurture it, um, you know? And so Ayurveda actually has a routine. As soon as you wake up, that's exactly that. Do a, you know, oil massage to yourself, all five senses. Mm-hmm. Let's put rose water in the eyes because that's where the fire accumulates like warm oil in the nose because that's the pathway to you know your mind mm. so so basically the, the the sunrise is almost treated like a baby coming to then if you treat yourself like that 
your rest of the day goes like as if you've had a good childhood. Is like like you know a childhood. Um, so for example, you know we may have like clients that might be abused in their childhood. Yeah. And we really focus um, in Ayurveda on their like you know morning routine because those are like the toddler time. So when you live your life as if you are like that growing up in that morning time and really taking care of yourself, you know that's Ayurveda is one of one of its strategies to reroute the trauma. And there there are several others as well. So when the breakfast comes, you're almost like a, you know, exercise, you know, time for exercise and breakfast. That's like the teenager time. Like, you know, you've got all the energy and you do that. Then you go to work. Now you're more of an adult, right? Um, the first part of the work is actually, you know, the morning part is like more for like the learning um, of yourself. So very much like you're in college. Then it's, you know, the second part is more like, you know, you execute what you've learned, you know, that ambitious, you know, your, your peak of your youth uh, comes in play. Then, you know, at the end of the work, you turn everything off because now you're sort of growing old. So that's like the evening tells you that you're going to grow old one day. And it's very much time to close lows, you know, to basically close, um, close any loose ends that you have. And also like have the social connection, spend time with people. That's the, the mm-hmm. water time of the, the, the day. Mm-hmm. You know, it also will tell you the energy level of that day of like, OK, that, you know, there's going to be a menopause or an end of pause. And that's mm-hmm. when you need to transition. Then comes a time right before you sleep. That's almost like so sleep is like, in a way, like you've passed over, right? Once you've slept, the time before that, if you were to know this, this you're going to pass over, well, what will you do? You know, you prepare your bed, you know, with like the lavender, the darkness, you know, mm. you know, having flowers by your side, like you sleep mm. like that. And I then you sleep this. next day, you so you've passed on. And the next day you're born again in the <laughs> right? <laughs> So Beautiful. it feels so nurturing. Yeah, it is. it is. So if you just live your day in those times, like right now, we are very much in the pitta time of, you know, the day um, at this, at the, at the time of your recording that. So we act like that regardless of what our constitution is and no, and same as the seasons, right? The seasons tell you the same thing. Right. Fall is like the, you know, like you're getting older. Winter is like sort of like, okay, you know, this is, there's like that, that end as all are gone underground, right? That's when we in Ayurveda, we would also eat that underground beef and things that grow underground and then, uh, or nuts, you know? Um, So it's, it's one of those things that, you know, you, you kind of, your diet goes along with that. Okay. What would a person in their old age do and things like that? And it's also very mindful, like, wow, I've just lived my whole life that way. And when that phase on the life comes in the future, you are really synced with it. And if it has happened in the past and it wasn't a positive experience, it rewrites that. Mm, yeah, I love so it. Great. Yeah, because- We do like, have to wrap up soon. Just I so know, you know, yeah, okay. okay. But the wheel of the year, like that's, I love how that is kind of a way, I always have thought of that as like a miniature dance of life yeah. of, you know, becoming like at this time of year, so and like, okay, like getting comfortable with death and then right. birth in the spring. And But I just love thinking of the each individual day that way too. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Really, it feels like, it's a real invitation to be to value life and to value yeah. your own life and to really to nurture I, yeah. I love it to be present to infuse yes. each day with that intention with yeah. your intentions for self-love and growth yeah. um but okay Bef- before we go yeah we need to know your sun moon and rising 
<laughs> Moon and Rising. <laughs> I'm actually going to go with, um, you know, so Ayurveda's sister science is um, Vedic astrology. Right. So I'm the, and which is a little bit different than Western astrology. So I always, right. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go with that, uh, which is about 23 degrees behind um, the Western okay. astrology. So and that's my son, what you study? Um, or that's I, what you I, are in, follow? Yeah, so, you know, Ayurveda, and um, we call it Jyotish, the science of light, because light of like what, you know, you might think in your life is a challenge, but might be a blessing. So that's light or like in the future that you can't see, you shed light on it. Um, mm-hmm. So Ayurveda, which is a science of life and Jyotish, the, you know, the, the, the science of light is uh, their sister sciences. So they're sort of uh, done together. So a lot of my influence comes from that reason, right? So you understand mm-hmm. like okay, what period in your life you're going through and the constitution mm-hmm. of your sun and mind have a huge effect on your health as well. So we, we look at it um, that way. Oh, okay. So I am a um, Virgo, uh, you know, in terms of uh, both Virgo moon and Virgo ascendant and then Sagittarius sun. Oh, it's very much like Tess. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes <laughs> I wish we had I'm more very t- proud of that. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're cute. Miriam and I are friends. If you guys didn't didn't pick that up already, <laughs> um, I do wish we could talk more because I really want to know about women's health, and maybe we can have you back again. Love to. So, Miriam, where can people find you? I think the best way to you know reach me would be um, you know I have a website ayurvedavithmiriam.com and there's a contact me um, information there. So. Um, I would love to hear from anybody and would love to share this um, gift of Ayurveda with anyone who's interested. So Ayurveda with Miriam, M-A-R-I-A-M. Yes. Okay. M is in Mary. M is in Mary. Actually, in Arabic, Miriam is like Mother Mary. That's the Arabic version of it. Beautiful. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks so much. It was so great to talk to you. Thank Thank you so much for having me. Full disclosure, we haven't actually interviewed her yet in terms of, you know, where we are here. Our timeline, which is different from yours Mm -hmm. when you're hearing this. That's right. But I, like everything you were saying in that bio, I I can't wait to, I'm glad we talked to her about it. Yeah, I have a pretty good feeling. It was a good interview. I'm excited. Um, I mean, I was excited and then I allowed that to happen okay now it's time for <laughs> oh boy still the last few days of mercury retrograde in my, our timeline not yours the energy report okay the energy report is where i feel into the trend of the week ahead and um you know feel into the energy and talk about it I have to say that I'm a little, I do know a little bit about the astrology this week um, from listening to Molly McCord. And apparently there's some kind, it's still like the last few days of Mercury retrograde are a little funky, like, which is, happens, she was saying it should happen like Saturday through Wednesday. So maybe there's two, does Mercury retrograde end Monday? Monday. Well, because, today, the day of this podcast. Comes yeah, out. it's Monday. It's Monday. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that was interesting. Like maybe there will be some feelings still left behind in term from that, you know, still being ruminating, like in terms of maybe 
what was said or not said. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but when I was feeling into the week, I am feeling like more movement, as you might expect, even though it's the shadow period. I, I'm actually seeing like light on Wednesday for some reason, like a very bright light. But what came up also about that is a light that can also be shining on our worth areas. That's why I was saying I was going to be talking about this on the podcast. And um, I think this is something that's been happening anyway. And this light may also like kind of bring it, I'm sorry to say for you, <laughs> to a head. Well, because you've already been feeling like it's like oh, too much. Oh, no, but I, but I, mean, you also I like enjoy to hear it. that. Oh, okay. That sounds great. Oh, Bring okay, it to a head. Good. Okay, great. There's more? Bring okay. it on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so, and what I want people to be, my advice here, what I want people to be noticing is any area where you might be coupling worth with whatever it is that's coming up. So, for instance, this past week, when I was waiting to hear from different publishers, I was kind of, I was going into a bit of a, it was hard, it was hard for me to be letting go and just like being okay. And I realized when I tuned in that I was coupling worth with whatever outcome was going to happen. And there was like my little inner child part was like, felt very unstable. Like she felt very like, Basically, when I looked at her, she was in a room with my mom who was very judgmental and very hard on me if everything wasn't absolutely quote unquote perfect. And it was just like, uh, this feeling of like, mm. also on top of it, <laughs> my friend Melissa pointed out that like, um, like waiting for anything like imagine in my childhood waiting for something like my mom was always a, I mean I say always and I really mean it like 95% of the time so not always 95% she was like in a state of hysteria so yeah. it was like ah. so if some I had to wait for something it was like ah. and so my brain started to look at all the things wrong with me because ah. that's how to control it you know that's how I had to control it as a child like okay well this must be wrong with me ah. you know and so um, that's how I managed her energy which was directed at me a lot of the times um, so what I did was I just like put my hand in my heart and I talked to that part and made sure that she was looking at me, seeing me and felt safe with me. And then I actually went into the room with her. Like I imagine myself physically going in the room and talking to my mom. So because she felt my little inner child part, I realized I kept feeling scared and that I was blended with her. So I made sure I wasn't. I felt compassion. Then I went into the scene with her. I made sure she was behind me and I talked to my mom and when I did that I could see that she was just like a very troubled person you know mm -hmm. who was really just putting all this stuff on me but it had nothing to do with little me yeah like I was almost like I could have been anybody it was just yeah. like she didn't know where to put all that hysteria yeah. you know 
And that was very, very healing. And then I also went back to, di- I, once I did that, I was like, oh, that's so powerful. I'm going to go to different ages. So like I went into my house at age 15 where I was blaming myself. And then I saw her, my mama again, like, oh my God, this has nothing to do with me. Yeah. Oh, that's so valuable. Uh, it was really powerful. So you don't necessarily have to do that kind of thing, but um, just even just feeling into oh am I putting these things to two things together like whether it be a relationship or you know like oh if this this person and I are having an argument this means something about me that I'm not good enough or I can't if I don't figure it out then it's my fault or something like that so just being aware and then giving yourself lots of self-compassion Oh, man, that is all resonating so much with what I've, the emotional stuff I've been looking at with my family relationships, just more Uh, clarity and more like, oh, yeah, like these people are all like having their own journeys filled with challenges, deep challenges that are wounding that aren't, don't have to do with me yes and then having compassion it's just like such a healing that's what I mean by it's not bad (laughs) it's like this is so great and valuable but there is a lot of pain attached to it too yeah yeah I relate to that really deeply and that I have not had this in mercury retrograde before to this extent no you usually slide through these unscathed well and and like when I do have challenges it's often like oh, this was annoying. This was an annoying right. thing that happened or it was something to do with like a glitch in communication. Right. But this is like yeah. really revising, going deep into yes. healing stuff. It's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just also want to say like when you do this work, it also, it just opens up so much like self-love too because I, I always struggled with self-love for so long because I was merging with, my story about what my mother made of me you know but now like sometimes it sounds funny but like if I'm feeling kind of sad I look I now I can just look at her at what age it feels like to me and then I just like give her in my mind like all these kisses on her face <laughs> and it just feel it feels really good like ah you know yeah <laughs> And I never was able to do that before. So when you can make this kind of contact, it's super helpful. Yeah. Also, yeah, I was just going to say to give a little plug, like if you want help with that, you can, um, that's not the totality of a session with me, but I have been leading people in the kind of little journey to help them so they can do it themselves. Yeah. Go on. What were you going to say? Oh, just that I I also feel like now, for so long I didn't have this, but now I have come into a place of being able to do that to my present self too. Yeah. Like wake up in the morning and be like, oh, there's Uh. my body. Good job, body. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) Like you're doing such a good job of being a body. Just having those present moment kind of like tune in of kindness, which is I also talk about in my new book, The Self-Love Superpower. Yes. Everybody should get it. It's a great book and it's super helpful for things like this too in terms of worth like it'll give you a little jolt of knowing how to give yourself that self-compassion thank you all right okay so now it's time for practical magic 
Okay, so as I mentioned, as we mentioned, Mercury goes direct today, if you're listening to this on Monday. And then Wednesday, October 20th, is the full moon in Aries. Oh, maybe that's why I totally forgot about that. Maybe that's why I was seeing that bright light. That oh, was right. Like, you, you were like, oh, on Wednesday, I see a very bright light. <laughs> I know. That's so funny. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. And it, it, it is a fiery, I mean, it's, oh, it's like yes. the first cardinal uh, fire sign in Aries. Right. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. The, so here's what I wrote in the 2021 Your Most Magical Uriot Planner for this full moon. The Aries full moon is on the morning of October 20th, but observing it on the evening of the 19th, oh, so that's Tuesday, might make more sense. This would be an excellent night for magic related to victory and success. Light a red pillar candle on your altar, or better yet, outside under the full moon. Breathe, relax, center your mind, and happily envision your most gloriously, your most glorious successful future smile and see if you can conjure up feelings of happiness celebration and triumph imagine toasting your success with a group of friends or someone you respect shaking your hand and congratulating you for all you've accomplished invoke the divine in a way that feels powerful for you and thank the divine for helping you bring this beautiful vision into form so this feels kind of like counterbalancing, maybe like fortifying mm. after all this deep emotional work that we've been doing during the uh, Mercury retrograde in Libra. Mm -hmm. Aries is the other side, right? It's the polar opposite side of the wheel yeah. from Libra. Yeah. And it is so um, just, it, it ha it's the first sign and it has this like, sort of bright, simple, fun, playful, bold sort of energy. Yeah. So I feel like that it can be a nice sort of, that this will be a nice way to think of bolstering the heart, healing, coming into like a kind of a more grounded, um, radiant, you know, like, because I, I, I feel like what I'm in, it does feel real, like last week we talked about how even though it's Mercury retrograde in Libra, it feels so watery and deep. Yeah. And I feel like this this brightness, this fun, this playful Aries energy, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning will be a fun time to kind of bolster and just get excited about how you want to experience success. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, because it did feel to me too like, yeah, brightness. It felt like mm -hmm. a combo of the sun and the moon, almost. Mm -hmm. Like, there is that energy of celebration and excitement, but then also, yeah, bringing out the worth. And it is like Aries, it's ruled by Mars, and it is does feel like, the energy of Aries to me is like, go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. Yeah, my Which Aries is, is in Mars, uh, my Mars is in Aries, and I feel that a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it just feels like that is kind of the opposite of what I've been feeling during this Mercury retrograde, which is like, don't go. Just yeah. kind of just stay where you are, yeah. put on something cozy, mm. cry, binge watch, mm -hmm. feel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so before we pick our cards for the week, let's tell people you can find us at Magic Monday Pod <laughs> on Facebook. Magic Monday 
podcast listeners on Facebook. Uh, it's a little group. Um, what else? Uh, Magic Monday podcast on Instagram. We already mentioned you can sign up for our newsletter, ask a question. I think that's it for that. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> I just feel like I'm thinking again of our segue song. Oh. Awkward segue. <laughs> of where you're like, now let's tell people. <laughs> where you can find <laughs> And you can find me at highslighthealing.com. You can schedule a session on there. You can take a class, look around, sign up for a wait list, whatever you want. And on Instagram, highslighthealing. And Follow you can me find... on there. Why not? If you're not oh, already. Yeah. Go ahead. Yep. Follow Natasha on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. And, and you can Tess. find me at TessWhitehurst.com. That's where you can find a lot of videos of inspiration and guided meditations and also rituals and spells and inspiration for Samhain, which is coming up, or Beltane if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. You can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. So what card deck are you drawing from this week? This week? Hold on. Oh, I'm drawing from the astrology <laughs> book again. Oh, okay. The astrology Heavenly Bodies from Lily Ashwell, because it's still on my de- desk and it's also new. So I want to give it another try. So you okay. pick a card. I'm going to do it now. Oh, okay. So I am. So this is, if you're a new listener, welcome. And this is when we draw a card for the week ahead to help us tune into the energies and navigate the week ahead. So this week I'm drawing from my very own Cosmic Dancer Oracle and I drew Choreograph. This image is so Aries full moon. It's mm. like a fiery woman who is projecting a uh, mandala of sacred geometry metatron's cube of light and she kind of looks like the sun with her hair radiating out and so i'm just going to read the beginning of this description okay bring your full attention to the situation at hand and meticulously plan your every move Mm. map make a map Set a course and steer yourself in the direction of your desires. You are a creative alchemist of divine destiny and the time is right to build precise, solid structures that will amplify your talents, capabilities, and opportunities in this world. So it's really about giving energy to your goals and getting clear, which is really kind of that energy I'm tuning into with that Aries full moon. Yeah. Of like, and, we okay, mm-hmm. we've been going through the, you know, like going yeah. through some deep, uh, unnameable <laughs> sort of <laughs> times. And now let's kind of move forward and create mm-hmm. what we want to create and create structures and create, like get specific about it and yeah. um, deliberate about manifesting our intentions. I love that. And I picked trying again. Oh, interesting. I know, which is angelic support, harmony, and perfect flow. So that also goes along with what you're saying. So still more of that, I think that um, the shift, like that's what I was tuning into with it when you drew it last time was like, that's the shift that's happening. What we're going into through all of these challenges during Mercury retrograde. So I feel like it's kind of like just more of that direction, (laughs) that energetic direction we're in. 
Yeah, so I'll just say it says your angels are proud of the work you've done to get here. Like it said last time, you're more now you're more an authentic expression of your heavenly soul and you're entering a beautiful time of harmony. Instead of picking yourself apart and choosing pieces to express or suppress, can you embrace yourself as a brilliant whole? So that's where I feel like, yeah, the worth piece can come in. Like instead of like being like, uh, I'm not worthy. Like, yeah embrace it the more you connect to yourself in your entirety the more you sync with the divine yeah the more you like bring in that wounded child the more you sync with the divine current that carries you and as you surrender into this loving tide life feels abundant blessed joyful and perfectly aligned because it is yeah it's the integration of all of this energy we've been freeing up by going through this time yes exactly love it All right. Well, thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. I mean, I was excited, and then I allowed that to happen.